Welcome to the Upwards Positive Podcast with your hosts, Dave and Tim. Journey to positive thinking through stories, music, movies, and much more. Join the guides as they help provide you with positive thinking and ideas to help you through hard times in the journey of life. Hey everyone, welcome to the Upwards Positive Podcast. Myself, Tim Mazaran, and Dave Thomas tonight. We are actually joined by, by somebody I'm really excited to talk about. Um, talking to Julie Glenn, who was the, who's an author, a coach, educator, um, actually wrote a book called If My Ass Were Smaller, Life Would Be Perfect. So, Julie, <laughs> I, I absolutely love that title. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the book that you wrote, that you wrote just to start off here. Okay, but first you have to include the subtitle. So it's If My Ass Were Smaller, Life Would Be Perfect and Other Lies the mean girl in your head tells you. I love it. Yeah. All <laughs> goes together. It. Otherwise it changes the whole meaning of the yeah, book. I'm a weird <laughs> person. I can only read like one sentence at a time. That's my problem. <laughs> well, and, and the subtitle is a lot smaller print <clears throat> than the actual title. I love it. <laughs> it gets hidden. <laughs> I love it. So Julie, Julie, tell us a little bit about yourself and the book that you wrote. Cause we have, we have some good questions for you tonight, but we just wanted to start off with that. Well, you said a lot of it. I'm a coach, previous educator. Um, I'm an anti-diet coach, which is, you know, the topic of my book. Um, and, and that's the, it's the lies that we tell ourselves in our head. Every chapter in my book is based on one of those lies we tell ourselves and then we believe it and, and basically kind of hold ourselves back a little bit as a result of it. Yeah, that's, I, I, I think, the one thing that I get out of that is we're our own or worst enemy, right? Yes. Yes. Is that that the, the biggest trap that we get ourselves into is in our own heads where we kind of <laughs> doubt ourselves, have a negative attitude towards ourselves. And I think that's one of the biggest detriments that we can do. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's the biggest thing that holds us back from really being able to do as much as we can do is our own fear and believing that voice in our head that says, you know, don't do it. You're going to screw up. Yeah. I feel like you're always in that feeling, you know, when you're, I, I feel like I have such a hard time with this too, because I feel like every time you go to like eat something, you're like, should I eat it? Should I not eat it? It's like this whole like thing goes off process in your head. Like just now I had some ice cream before I, <laughs> I did this show. I was like, I had a sweet tooth and I was like, Shame you know, on you. I'm have a- yeah. and then <laughs> that voice, this Oreo yes. ice cream. <laughs> and then that voice in your head tells you, I, I cannot tell you how many women I've heard. Oh, I'm so bad. Oh, it was so bad. I had, I had a cupcake today. I had brownie. Sometimes I do um, like little boots at um, convention centers and stuff. And it's so fun to put out like a dish of candy and listen to the women that will come up and kind of they'll take one, but they'll make it come. Oh, I'm going to be bad. And I'm going to have one of these. And it's like, seriously, it's a Hershey's kiss. You know, and it's like, you know, but they get this, this voice in their head. That's like, they labeled food. And if it's, you know, chocolate or ice cream or whatever, we labeled it as bad. And now, you know, I have to make some kind of a deal with myself to be able to eat it or I feel bad later. Yeah. So so the the subtitle to your book actually is very intriguing. And the other lies that, that mean girls in your head tell, tells you, um, what I was kind of intrigued about that is the the fact that like kind of it's the inner voice, right? Kind mm-hmm. of telling you that you're not doing a good job, that you're you're kind of going down the wrong path, and you kind of beat yourself up internally. 
Mm-hmm. What are the, what are the some of the, some of the things? One of the things that we love to talk about is in regards to, to this podcast is how people stay positive, how people maintain kind of that positive attitude within their own lives. What can what can people do to kind of get outside of their own heads? Well, one of the things I talk about in my book is to like that mean girl in your head. She's part of you, so you know if you're going to have a battle you're not, you're just not going to win. Nothing positive comes out of negative. So you got to get along. And, and then the part I talk about in my book too, is that her job really is just to keep you safe. And part of her scripts are things that she's heard in the past and she hangs on to them. So I bet mm-hmm. you, if you listened to the voice that's in your head, somebody else has said that to you once before. It's not just a unique a unique thought that came in your head. Somebody said it to you once, a teacher, your parents, your sibling, um, someone at school who didn't like you. Somebody's already said that once and they, that voice in your head hangs on to it and throws it back at you every time you think, well, I think I can go out of my comfort zone. I think I can do this. And then you hear that. And so I say that too in my book. She just is re- you know, regurgitating things she's heard in the past. And so sometimes you have to give her, broaden her vocabulary broaden her repertoire of statements. And some things I say is like, you know, have fun with it. It's, it's part of you. It's part of your brain. Have fun with it and be like, that's not true. Sometimes I say, be completely outrageous with it. Like if they're like, you're going to screw this up. You can be like, I've screwed up so many things in my life, you know, seriously. Are you talking my to me? Book. Because that's true about me. <laughs> no, I'm talking about my mean girl. Like You're going to screw this up. Like, seriously? And I'm going to let that hold me back. I mean, I've screwed so many things up in my life. Just threatening that is really, it's lost its power. <laughs> I love it. I love I was it. thinking, I was just thinking that uh, it's interesting because the perspective of being a guy is a lot different. Right. And then, so I understand completely what you're getting at. And I guess, tell us some, can you tell us some examples? I know you, you mentioned some with the, the candy, but maybe some other the more personal stories you've heard in the past from other, from external people that you've talked to or try to help. Um, can you just kind of fill us on some of their stories and like maybe some of the issues that you saw that came, came about from that? You mean the voices that from what they hear in their head? Yeah. Yeah. Like, or anything, yeah. Any examples of people that, you know, you've this, you've helped coach and, and whatnot, like what kind of things are they fighting against, oh, I like guess, with this? Everything, everything, like holding back from, you know, taking college courses or um, starting their own businesses. I tell a little story in my book about a person who's a realtor and she's just like, I can't sell real estate because, you know, my nails aren't pretty. I I'm, you know, I'm a little bit bigger than I want to be. I don't have fancy clothes. You know, it's like all these things is like, none of those are any of the reasons why you can't sell real estate. You can't sell real estate because you don't think you can sell real estate has nothing to do with the way you look or the way you've done your hair or your nails. It has to do what you think about what you can do. Yeah. And that's a lot of what we talk about is just that positive attitude. When you have Mm -hmm. a positive attitude about life and the things that you're doing, that brings about positive circumstances in your Mm -hmm. own life. When you have negative thoughts about who you are and what you're doing, that brings about negative parts Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. your life. And I think, I think that's absolutely important for everybody to hear. Um, 
in their external ears as as well as their internal the thoughts mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that your your attitude towards how you treat yourself matters a lot and I, to be honest with you it, it it is something that i've even struggled with you know it's like you get in those moments whether it's with your career or whether it's with your family or whether it's by yourself when when you're alone where you get in your own head and you say gosh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Or I'm such a failure because of X, Y, and Z, or you start to, and I think even more than that, you start to compare yourself to other people. And when you start to compare yourself to other people, I think that's really where it takes you down a path where you start to get into your own head and say, I'm never going to be as good in so-and-so. And, and, and the thing is, I, in in my opinion, you're right. You're never going to be as good as so-and-so you want to know why? Because you're not them. You're your own person. Right. And part of that, though, is you're oftentimes you're comparing yourself to a fantasy. Yeah. Because you don't really know what's going on with that person you're comparing yourself to. I have a chapter in my book about comparing. And I don't I can't speak for men because I'm not one. But like women, I mean, we do this all the time where we meet run. We don't even meet a woman. We just see one. And immediately it's like, Oh hell no, she is perfect. And I don't like her. (laughs) And then once you get to know her, it's like, wait a minute, she's got just as many problems as I do. And maybe even more, but we look at the surface and, and immediately do that comparison and then become a failure in our own comparison. And all of that is going on in your own head. None of that's reality. It's just, I saw this and I just went through this whole thought process and I came out the underdog. <laughs> Interesting. Absolutely. And I, I feel like everybody goes through a lot of those personal struggles. I mean, we, we were on, um, we did a previous podcast with somebody that, that in the outdoor industry was very well off, you know, had, had a great um, community behind him, had a great um, company behind him, grew up in the industry, had a lot of money. And you would think like, yeah, everything's great. Everything's kosher. But at the end of the day, he had his own internal struggles that he had to deal with. Mm-hmm. I think that's what people yeah. fail to realize is that that nobody's perfect. I mean, when right. you look at that person, you're looking at the outside. You're not looking at the inside. And the inside is really a different story with everybody when you come down to talking to them and getting to know them the prettiest people in the world could be the worst people in the world they could also be the best people in the world but the ugliest people in the world could be the best people in the world they could also yeah. be the worst people in the world right so you right. don't know what you're getting at all exactly exactly i try to say that you know no matter what you see on the outside every person on the inside they still have the same fears and insecurities and worries as everybody else does. Nobody is immune from that at all. Yep. Yep. Now people, yeah, and then I, I relate to that because everybody always says, Tim, your beard's getting out of control, buddy. You got to <laughs> shave it off. And I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. You can look at it all you want, but I'm good. <laughs> I love it. So, so tell me about the inspiration behind writing the book. What kind of led you down that, that journey to write this book? There were a couple reasons. Um, one of them was when we go back to my teacher background, I used to work with some pretty troubled kiddos. Um, in fact, I used to work. Um, I love that you say kiddos, by the way. That's kiddos. what my wife says. <laughs> <laughs> and, and some of them were 18, 19, 20 years old, but yeah. still they were little kiddos. Yeah. Um, I used to work for Department of Corrections was part of my job. 
And so a lot of my students were inmates. I don't think um, I know you, do I? <laughs> I thought you looked familiar. Could be. I'm just could ki- be. I'm kidding. I'm because kidding. my because I worked in, I mean, there were there were all age ranges in the in the <laughs> facilities <laughs> I worked in. They weren't juvenile facilities. They were the facility. Some there were people in there that were, you know, in their 70s and 80s. Um, but anyway, they had to spend time with me. They, you know, they got nowhere to go. And I'm their teacher. And they had to get to know me. And once they got to know me, oh, we moved mountains. I got those kids to do things they just never thought they would do. But they liked me and they knew me. But when I started coaching, it's like people are spending time to focus on them and their growth. And we didn't have the same amount of time as we had when mm-hmm. somebody's sitting in jail. Um, and I felt like my book was a really good way for people to get to know me without using up their coaching time. And then what brought the topic of the book was that a lot of times when I was having conversations with clients, again, it reminded me like when I was teaching, stuff would come up. I would have a coaching call with somebody and I would explain to them something. And then they're like, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. We'd hang up and have another coaching call. I'm saying the same thing again. And I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. I keep saying the same thing over and over and over again to this, you know, to different people. And like when I was teaching, and this would have been like outside of the jail, when I was like in classroom, you set the kids off to do their work and then they raise their hand. They got a question about number three. Okay, you answer the first one. But when it's three or four or five kids all have a question about number three, you bring them back together as a group and you teach number three so they understand it. And so that's when I was like, you know what? Why don't I just write a book? So then I can be like, hey, you need to read my book. And then we can talk more about this rather than me constantly telling them over and over and over again, the same thing. So it was like, kind of hit the masses with the same message and give them an opportunity to really get to know who I am. Cause I, I, I'm, I'm pretty transparent in the book. I share quite a lot of stuff um, about me and about, about my background. And so it helps people to get to know, you know, that I am a real person and I'm not just saying what I learned, but I'm saying what I know because I did it because I went through it. I'm, um, I'm surprised because, you know, people who are in coaching or educator teacher type positions, they're not real people. I don't you know. That, that's, that's crazy to me. That, that thought itself is just absolutely nuts to me. You, you're, you're, you're just that you're just a teacher. A coach, I know. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, joking. I'm joking. I know. But a lot of people think that, and that's like yeah. what happened like with my students when I was working in corrections, you know, it's like, gosh, don't think I come in here absent of any problems. You know I mean? They would tell me stuff that was going on in their world. And gosh, I'd be like, you know, true? yeah. I was 15 once I, you know, I broke up with my boyfriend one time and got my heart broken, you know? And it's like, I mean, I had girls in there that were like, you know, they were in jail because of little love triangles they had in high school, you know? And I was like, okay, I've been there. I didn't break the law. Um, but I know what you're going through. You know, I know that pain. You hesitated though there a little bit. I'm kind of like thinking back. Wait, <laughs> does anybody know? Quick adjustment. <laughs> I'm joking. So <laughs> I love that. And and so so if, if you're if you're talking to that group of people that that's in that age group where they're vulnerable, right? There's a lot of external information coming into them. Influence. Maybe they're not in the right in, you know, maybe they're not in the right um 
group of people not hanging out with the right group of people, that kind of thing. And, the, and, and it, it, there's the potential for them to head down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. What kind of advice would you give them to be able to stay in the right path? Well, I would, I would, I would say they, they have to be true to themselves. And I think that a lot of times when people start to head down the wrong path, it's because some kind of a need is being met by that group or that path. And what is it that's going on? And it's like, it doesn't matter what it is. Somebody just talked to me today about um, emotional eating, you know? And I was like, you turn to food because you need something, but what is it that you need that you're not getting that this other thing is fulfilling, Mm -hmm. whether it's your bad friends, you know, the, the rush of, you know, kind of like scraping with the law a little bit or, you know, eating the whole cake, something's going on. And so it's like, take the time out to take the step back. And what is it? Ask yourself, what do I really need right now? But I'm grasping at something else to try to fulfill it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, um, Julie, what does, so for the book itself, is it, I mean, can it work with guys as well? Or is it mainly for women? I'm not sure if I've had a guy read my book. My husband's read part of my book, but that's my husband. Um, I'm not sure if I've ever had a guy read it. So I can't really say 100%. I think the concepts are the same. You know, because I talk a lot about thought process, about how, you know, your thoughts create your feelings and then your actions and your results. And that's universal. That doesn't matter whether you're a guy or not. Um, I don't know if men have some of the same body image and food related issues that women do. There's a, some of that in there. Um, I don't know. I, you have to I, read I'm it and tell me. I'm going to venture out on a limb and say, Absolutely. Yeah. I think everything that we've been talking about in a way I can relate to, maybe not on the same level, maybe it's a little bit different, but, but there absolutely is that same sense. Now I, I don't look at Dave. Don't get me wrong. I don't look at Dave and wish I was him, but on a, <laughs> on a good day, I, I'm just kidding. I love you. But, but no, I mean, I think there is a little bit of a different sense when it comes to body image and that kind of thing. I, uh-huh. think, I think men portray more of a, of a confidence, even though deep down they think, you know, they, or they know, like I have no chance, you know, that, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But at the same, <laughs> at the same time, I think a lot of what you hit on in regards to the self-confidence and the inner voice that men have versus women are identical. I think we mm-hmm. all have the same inner voice. I, don't, I think that's universal. Like you mm-hmm. said. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> the reason I was asking is because I just I was thinking that as well. Like I was like, well, because like what we're talking about definitely can strike to a guy. It might not come off in, in the book towards a guy, maybe, but the concepts would still and could probably work with a guy as well. And and, mm-hmm. and when we look at like thoughts of you know when I don't know, I mean, when you see like what you assume is we always talk about like you know the perfect people, whatever, however you want to state it. I mean, it's obviously clear that behind closed doors, everybody has the same issues, if not different issues, more issues, whatever. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's one of those things, but you're right. I can see how 
um, for women, it is a huge stigma of the food thing. Cause I mean, I've heard women say stuff like that all the time. I never think much of it, you know, cause I'm a guy, I don't know, whatever, you know, but I do, I have heard that time and time and time again, like, Oh, I shouldn't eat that. Or I'm not going to eat that. And no way it's not going to go right to my hips or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, I can, from a perspective of hearing it, I absolutely have heard it plenty of times. I mean, mm-hmm. Tim says it all the time and he's talking about donuts half the time. I don't know. <laughs> First of all, first of all, first of all, I love donuts. Okay, <laughs> Nothing so wrong with donuts. <laughs> Nothing wrong with donuts. And second of all, to be honest with you, I think I've heard from, from, from Dave more than me in regards to like being healthy and choice and diet and all that kind of stuff. And, and I, I think in a lot of times when you, when you focus too much on that aspect of your life, you don't get to the real root of the cause, right? I mean, it's not really about what you're eating or your body image and that kind of thing. It's about how you perceive yourself when it comes to other people and whether whether or not how much focus you put on how people think about you or what you perceive from people thinking about you or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a Facebook group and somebody said something not too long ago about their size and how upsetting it was for them. And the question came up was, what exactly is it that bothers you about it? And when we really, really got down to the root of it, the real problem was... Time threads down, right? Yeah, yeah. We kept going <laughs> deeper and deeper. The real problem was what other people think about it. Yeah. And not at all how she felt about it herself. It yeah. was what other people are going to think about me. I think that's universal. I do. <laughs> Yeah, I really do. Yeah. I don't think that's, I don't think that's, you know, one sex or the other. I think honestly, that's universal because. But I think guys, that- I don't think it bothers guys as much. Like, like when I think of like, if I gain weight, which like right now I have gained weight. And so like, I realized, I, I'm not like, I've noticed that by the way. <laughs> I know. Thank you. And I'm not like, oh my gosh, like I'm so scared. Like I'm more like, eh, when I, when it's time, I'll just, I'll, and I'll start working out again. Cause that's what happens for me. Everybody's different. Like I just find my, my rhythm that way. And when I say workout more now that I'm 40, like I've been thinking more and more about how overall health, not necessarily like looking slim because I have no one to impress, but it just, just making sure my body's at the best health I can be. So I'm here longer for my kids. I mean, mentally, that's what I'm thinking about, mm-hmm. but I'm not thinking about like, Oh, you know what Tim thinks of me or what, you know, my wife, well, I do care. My wife thinks of me, but you know, if like other people, I can care less, you know, but that again, I think that is the different mindset a little bit between a guy and a girl. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, right. I, I think, I think too, is that, that your, your, your focus is a little bit different, right? Your focus is on health and being there for your kids and that kind of thing, which I mean, moms and dads should care about that. I think that's, you should be healthy. You should try to be healthy, all that kind of stuff. But I think that, I think, to me and, and, and Juliet, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Guys can fake it better. Guy, guys can really have the, the confidence to say, I, I'm as good as I want to be. And they can really like mentally, mentally project a fakeness to what they're actually thinking deep down. I think probably I would agree with that. Um, I th- and I think, I don't know. I feel like society as a whole puts a lot more pressure on women and how they look than they do on men. Yep. For sure. Yep. hundred percent. agree. And we're, we're, we're kind of at fault for that. 
I think we're all at fault for that. <laughs> I think women are too. I yeah, think I think I think it's a it's a big mixing bowl, in my opinion. I just I feel like yes, of course, guys, you know, have something to do with it, no doubt, but women do too. I mean, it's you know they're doing it. So, well, I think the thing that might be the major difference is that women want to appear attractive to both men and women. That makes men sense. just. Men just want to be attracted to women. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. It actually does. That makes a whole lot of sense is that you kind of compare yourself to everybody. Right. Instead of us, we're like, I don't care unless she cares. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if there, were, if there was, if there was one advice that you could give, what would it be? Just one. Um, yeah, just one. And oh, man, we'll go two or three if you want. <laughs> one. I think the biggest, biggest piece of advice I think I could give anybody is to really listen to what's going on in your head and your body and filter out all of the external messages. Now, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm struggling with that, so I, I hear it but I'm still struggling with that. What, what are some of the steps that I can take? What are some of the things that I can do to, to help myself out in order to be more positive about myself? Number one, well, read the book. Yeah. Read my book. So I don't have to tell you over and over. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, one of the things I talked about in my book is every single thing that happens is, a, is neutral. But when we attach, we attach a thought to it that either makes it a positive or a negative, or it can stay neutral depending on what it is. But we attach a thought to it. We get to choose what we want to attach the thought, whether we want to make it a positive thought or a negative thought. That's our choice. I was talking with somebody today about kids and That's how true. it starts as kids where they're like, well, he made me mad. And then I had to do this, or he made me late for school, or he made me do this. No, all of those are neutral things. You attached a thought to it, and then it either made it a positive or a negative. And then however that is, whether it's positive or negative thought, it's it goes through a progression that's going to affect your feelings. It's going to affect your behavior. It's going to affect your results. So, so what anytime, you're saying is mm -hmm. that when my kids don't clean my house up, the fact that I get pissed off is my fault? Yeah, I, I'm so joking. Pretty, like, I know pretty it much. Is. I know it is. Pretty you much. can call me out on that. <laughs> yeah, because that's it's a neutral. It's a total yeah. neutral situation. They right. did not clean the house. That's yeah. neutral. And the thing is, is I mean, you can look at different aspects of it. It's like, okay, maybe you wanted to clean the house because you're trying to sell it and you want it to look nice. But on the flip side, maybe um your mother-in-law is coming over and you don't want her to stay long. Oh gosh. See, I got to go. So we're, we're getting too personal. <laughs> <laughs> and you want, you want for her to not have anywhere to sit and you want for it to be a mess. You want to disgust her and get her out of the house. So see, it's still, it's a neutral. They didn't clean the house. It can I be a positive it. or a negative depending on the spin you put on it. I absolutely love that. That, that is I such... was going to say, my mind is blown right now. Like, that's yeah, literally I mean, one of the coolest is... things I've heard in a long time with a positive, negative 
like attaching that to it that that's gonna literally live in this podcast for a long time like t- tim and i are gonna talk and be like we're saying yeah the julie glenn uh system we're gonna put a positive <laughs> or negative on this guys let's go so yeah I, that's I, that's amazing no really I, it is it really is i mean you have a choice in how you react to something right mm-hmm. And that, that how you react to it is nothing more than your choice. Now that might've been behavior that you learned over a long period of time, but at the end of the day, you have a choice in how you react to every situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. You do. Cause it's, it's totally neutral. Everything yeah. is totally wow. neutral. But I love that. The- I love that term neutral though. Like <laughs> yeah. it doesn't start anywhere. That's just right. what it is. That's reality. Yeah. And what you make of it from there is your choice. Mm-hmm. That's I think it's interesting though that and, and from what I'm thinking of myself, like I'm thinking of myself. So like if I'm at work, everything I put on everything is positive. I'm just saying me. So like mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, all right, that that's broke. Okay, no problem. Let's get this going, right? <laughs> when I'm home, <laughs> it's like, what happened? You broke the thing. There's a negative. <laughs> I just think that's interesting how the mindset's a different with social would be different bar right than it is at personal yeah as well as getting at and how you judge because at work i always have this like positive like okay i gotta stay positive gotta stay positive don't even consider being angry or mean with anybody because it'll haunt you i ain't doing that you know what i mean like (laughs) it's just this whole like line that you're in this whole different sector of your head and then when you get home it's like a whole different personal level like oh this is my issue my you know i don't know interesting but very no that that is and I, i i think that is actually a very honest comment is to say that and I've had this discussion with my wife before, and it's not been a good discussion. I don't want to be treated like an employee, right? Like that's, that's a tough thing when like my wife comes home and she's used to, and she's a teacher, right? So I, I her employees are her kids, by the way. So when she's at home and, or she's at work and she's teaching kids and it's, I, these are the rules and this is what we do. And this is how we follow it. She's a very big planner, but when she comes home and she tries to apply the same tactics on her husband, it doesn't work so well, you know? So no, it is. I think it is, it is, it is in perspective of who you're dealing with in a way. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things with teaching that becomes very, very tricky is that we are trained in behavior modification. Uh, in yes. real life, she, in real she life, tried that on me. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In real life, that doesn't work because yeah. basically, what that's doing is instead of in taking the neutral situation and if it's a negative situation you don't like is trying to change the situation. And that would be a behavior modification. I want you to change so that I don't have to vacillate between whether this is going to be positive or negative. You just change so that everything is positive for me, which is like, wouldn't that be nice? And we got a lot of people in this world that are like (laughs) hell bent on my feet are buried in the sand. You need to change. And then I can be happy. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) My, my, so my, my wife, talk to me about that, right? About behavior modification and how she goes about doing that stuff. And then something clicked in my, and we've been married for a long time. I probably shouldn't say we've been married for over a decade. I know, I know at least that's right. And, um, you know, at one point in our marriage, she started, you know, we, we got a little bit more involved and I got a little bit more curious about what she's doing and how she's doing and that kind of stuff. And she started telling me this stuff. And then all of a sudden, no joke, about three months later, I started picking up on you're doing that to me. You're, (laughs) 
you're doing that to me. I can see what you're doing to me. And, and, but the thing is, is it worked. And, and the reason why it worked is because at the end of the day, I think people want to be positive. People don't want to be angry. People don't want to project anger and negativity to other people. I think they don't know how to project positivity to other people. And I think that's where things like your book and, and just being positive and learning from other people is how to be positive is a very positive or very powerful concept in people's lives. Well, I think it's hard for people. It's hard to look at a situation and say, I get to be totally in control here. I might not like what's happening, but I totally get to be in control. And whether I, you know, what a thought I attach to this, that's hard. It's a lot easier if everyone just makes me happy all the time. That's No, that's powerful. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Because being positive doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get your way. Right. 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 You still might not like it. One thing I talk about in my book is um, we had a house fire a year and a half ago. And I remember sitting in like, we were three hours away from home and I was in the car with my husband. And I knew for an absolute fact that the situation, the circumstances were in charge of my thoughts and feelings. And I was so mad. I was just so mad. And I was like, I looked at him in the car. I'm like, I want to change the facts. I don't like them. I don't like them at all. Yeah. But you couldn't. But it was like, I couldn't. I couldn't. And at the time, I just really had to deal with it. You know, I, I made it very, I mean, it was, there were so many positive aspects of that fire. There were so many, oh my gosh, thank goodness this happened. Oh, thank goodness for that. Oh, here's the silver lining about that. But we found them you know, and it was like, we couldn't change those facts mm. much as I wanted to, but that's exactly what you said. Sometimes, even though you get to choose it, whether it's going to be positive or negative, you still might not be getting what you want. I did not want to have to spend what I knew was coming. I knew it was coming. I don't get to sleep in my house for, I don't know how long, <laughs> you know, I have yeah. to replace everything I have. I didn't want that, but how you choose to deal with that is your own that's where you get to decide. Do I want this to be a horrible situation for a long time? Or do I want to try to see the how we can make it the best? I, I think deep down, people want that, right? People want to be able to take the positive out of every scenario and they can't. And I think mm-hmm. that's what's so important to bring it back about why you did this. Is it, It's to get to know you. Right mm-hmm. to get to know your thought process and how you think about things and how you can help others to really think positive in their own lives, because I think that's the biggest complication is we get in our own way, and mm-hmm. when we can get out of our own heads and out of our own way and stay positive about the situation, no matter what the situation is, that is going to speak volumes to ourselves, but not only ourselves it's going to turn everybody into you, Julie, which means that they're, they're going to be, they're going to be an thousands of books out there. On, well, they're going to be an influence on others. Right. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's, that's a goal is positivity breeds positivity. Negativity breeds negativity. Right. And if we can bring positivity out into others. I think that's super important. And mm-hmm. I thank you for, you know, sharing that through your book and everything. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I try to do is like, if I can just help 
one person. And that's like, you know, the teacher thing in you. It's like, I just want to help one person. Yeah. And then for we go from there, that one person will make a change. And it, it just flows. You, you don't know when you plant that seed, how many plants are going to grow. Right. right and that's, right. that's the thing is you change one person life. That one person can change a million. Mm-hmm. For sure. um, so exactly. Julie, let's, let's talk about real quick, just where people can find the book and find some of your classes and courses and stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about all that real quick? My website's being created or revamped or whatever. I will have a course coming up very soon, like an online, um, group on intuitive eating, which is got is woven through my book. Um, and then we'll start to venture off into a lot of the other things. Um, and that's, you can find information on my website, which is my name, julieglynn.com. And my book is available on Amazon. Love Very it. cool. We'll link all that below for you guys listening. Julie, thank you so much for coming on. Honestly, this has been a Thanks. great, great thing. And how oh, I know this is fun. fun. Lots so of we'll, fun. Maybe we'll take that class too. And you can see us again. <laughs> read, read Plus my book you. first. Yes, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Is that coming in audio book, by the way? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. The reason is because I have graphics in my book and. Oh, I no, no, no. To... That's perfect. I love pictures. You sold me. Well, I'm no, getting... they're, they're like, <laughs> they're not pictures, but they're like infographic kind of thing. That's okay. I'll deal oh, with them. Right. I'll deal with it. And I can't, you have to write a description of the graphic and then read that when you do your uh, audio book. If I, I could you. just read my book, I would yeah. do it in a minute, but it's like, wait, I got to do more writing. Well, that's, I don't want to do any more. <laughs> that, that's so, so <laughs> just a joke, but I do read books. Don't get me wrong, but my wife's, <laughs> my wife's a teacher and a reading specialist. So we always joke about how she's the reader and I'm not and all that kind of stuff. But contrary <laughs> to popular belief, I actually do read about a book a week. So oh, I'm going to be on my list. Perfect. <laughs> yes, because I'm going to need to get some mail feedback now. You asked, and now you have to yeah. provide it. You'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's the one thing we're good at. <laughs> All right. Thank we you. We know the mail perspective it. pretty well. Awesome. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> All right. We'll see you later. Thank you so much. Thank you. All Thanks. right. Bye bye.